0: Recorded live.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to today's Tuesday edition of Morning Manor. I am Carla Kemp, your host. On behalf of here us here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we want to wish. I mean, we want to wish to thank each and every one of you for joining us for a time of study in God's Word this morning. We want to. Welcome all our new callers, and we want to welcome back all our family, all our callers that call every morning and it's a blessing to be with you guys one more time on this morning. So this morning, we're here to command our morning and to give God the first fruit of our day. Before we begin, I ask that everyone, please get your pen, get your pad, so you can take down your little nuggets and little notes that God will give you on this morning through his fresh manner. Amen. At this time, I also ask that everyone, please go to mute by pressing the star six button or the mute button on your phone's keypad. This will prevent any background noise but allow you to hear everything that is going on this morning. Amen. And if you're using a wireless device or a cordless phone or anything of that magnitude, please turn down the volume to eliminate any static feedback on this morning. Our lineup is as follows on today. Our scripture to reading will be Solomon. Chapter 2, 10 through 17, by Brother 10 Thomas. 17. 10 through 17, uh huh. Okay, by Brother Thomas. Apostle Rose will give us a summary of our scripture on today and she will also be taking us to the throne room of grace on this morning i can feel the, the the expectancy in the atmosphere i can feel the joy in the atmosphere on this morning i can feel the excitement in the atmosphere on this morning so at this time i want to call brother thomas to get read our scripture on this morning amen Amen. Amen. You want me to do the word for the day, Minister
1: first. Oh,
2: yes. I saw the word of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. I switched it up yesterday, too. So, <laughs> Very good morning, Saints. Our word for the day is Loving Tuesday. For the love of the Father is so much higher than ours. He is our
2: beloved, and we are his on this loving Tuesday. Amen.
0: Good morning, I'll be reading uh Song of Solomon, uh chapter two, verses ten through seventeen. And it reads as thus My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of the birds is come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree put forth her green fig, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Oh, my dove, that art in the clefts of the rock, And the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice. And thy countenance is comely. Take us the foxes. The little foxes. That spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. My beloved is mine. And I am his. He feedeth among the village. Until the day break and the shadows flew away, turn, my beloved, and be thou like a rogue or a young heart upon the mountain of Bethsaida. These words have already been blessed. Amen, amen, and amen.
1: Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Brother Thomas, for reading out scripture Uh, Today, I'm going to quickly try to get through this, um, uh, but before I start, I'm going to ask if there is someone, you know, looking at this particular uh, chapter, uh, because we want to finish it out, but I just want to know, um, you know, those of you that have been hearing in the Song of Solomon and seeing uh, the looking at from the spiritual side to the natural side, Uh, Based on even what we talked about yesterday, did you see, um, you know, some of the the differences, uh, but yet the relationship between the natural and the spiritual uh, and how uh, God points out certain things? So, you know, because for time's sake we can't do a lot because we got a lot to cover in the in the rest of this particular chapter, but is there anyone that would say there was something um, that you grasp hold even as looking at yesterday and dealing with relationships and how it even affects um, on the natural, when we look at things in a natural perspective, dealing with Christ, um, you know, being the bridegroom and the church being the bride. Um, you know, did you see a lot of this in there and uh, what had God shown you um, particularly. And, again, we want to make this sort of short, but we want to sort of get a little feedback from you that have been listening uh, because the Song of Solomon can be a little bit heavy (laughs) when we think about it. So just want to get any feedback before we finish out even this part from any one particular person, and perhaps we can come back even afterwards and finish the discussion. Amen. Anyone? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, think about it for just a moment as we finish uh, out this particular chapter, because I do want to hear, you know, your feedback as how God has been um, even speaking to you as we look at the Song of Solomon. Um, When we look at this particular chapter, again, you know, the Song of Songs, you know, it is a beautiful song, it's a love song, it's a poem. And this particular uh, poem, this reading that we are going through, it highlights a little bit of of how lovers play, a little bit of that teaser game, you know. And so here there's an experience, there's a a flow of a relationship. You know, we even see the, the, the differences in dealing with terms of separation and then coming back together again. You know, the the old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So a lot of times when there's a separation for any period of time, you know, whether that spouse has to go to work or there's a traveling or something, when there's a coming together, there's such a beautiful relationship that is there. And that's part of a relationship, you know, because there are times you can't always be together. But when you're separated, then you come back together. It's a wonderful thing. And so here, we see this a little bit here, even in this particular uh, um, uh, reading of the Song of Solomon. It's it's expressing a reality uh, of a relationship that involves oneness, but yet also separation. It it shows pain as well as as it shows a, a great love and admiration. And so when we look at, in verse 10, even in the natural, here it is, that man that is seeking his brother Thomas. He was reading for us this morning. You know, there's an enticing of a woman, you know, bringing her out. You know, she's been hidden. Uh, she hasn't been accessible. And so the outside world, that's what it, it's talking about when we look at it. It can be a dangerous place, even for us as women. And so here he is persuading her to come out. You know, to come forth singing that beautiful song of of praise, you know, to the springtime. And so when we look at things in the spiritual realm, especially when it comes to this particular verse of scripture, here it is. Uh, You know, she's repeating an invitation that had been, you know, given to her. You know, we are to come and we are to walk with the lover of our soul. And so here the bride. Here it is. She is remembering what her beloved has said to her. You know, it, it's pleasing. It's not a, a powerful impression on her. And so the word now quickens, you know, her, it quickens up so that we never forget the words of the Lord. That's why we ponder on the word of God daily. His word have we hid in our heart that we may not sin against him, you see. And so she's relating for the encouragement. Even of others, telling them what he had said to her soul, what he had done, you know, for her. You know, it's a sweet thing that when someone does something sweet, uh, uh, a lot of times we go and we share it with others. And so here it is. She's letting us know that he had called her his love. I mean, he saw, Jesus sees you and I as his fellow one. Whatever we might look like to others, you know, to him, we are acceptable. You know, in the eyes of the Lord, here it is, that that bridegroom. Here it is, that man that looks upon the woman in his life. He sees her as something beautiful. See, she's she's got a pleasant manner about herself. And so she's she's comely. You know, those that take Jesus Christ for their beloved, you know, he will own as his own. Christ expresses his love to us. We are believers. And so he invites us and he encourages you and I on a daily basis to follow him. See, there is that call even for us to rise, come away. There's that time we talk about of being set apart. You know, we have a need to be often called to come away. Right now, we're getting ready for some of us and for many churches all across the globe um, that goes through times of fasting, the beginning of every year. But not ours is because of of a ritualistic, but this is the season where God is calling us to be set apart. And see, so oftentimes we need to come away and just spend time with Jesus. See, you know, so much is in his heart so much that he wants to place on the inside of us. And he is always looking uh, at the welfare of his people. And so what is he doing? He's beckoning us right now to come. You know, he's got our ultimate end at sight. He sees, you know, where we're headed. And he knows what is good for us. And so he's calling us to himself. And as we look at verses 11 to 13, it's describing, you know, seasons, you know, there's the passing of the winter, there's the coming of the springtime, and I don't know about you, but I love springtime, you know. Winter has uh, a lot of times that rainy season. And, uh, and so here is is the man that's inviting, you know, the woman to experience the delight of a garden with him. You know, we see the images. You know, when you think of springtime, you think of everything budding and everything new, everything fresh. So here is a great anticipation. Even springtime, you know, they, they sometimes say, you know, romance is in the air. When springtime hits, you know, there's romance, you know. So these things go together. Because when wintertime comes, a lot of times these things sort of dwindle down. You know, garden is not as beautiful. Uh, things are not easily seen. And so verse 11, he gave for a reason, you know, the return of the spring. He talks about the, the pleasantness of the weather. And we see that there's a description in various ways, you know, that he's talking about season. He's talking about the winter being packed. You know, when you think about a winter time, winter time like what we're in right now, for those of us that are here in the Carolinas, Minister Carla that's there in Florida don't really get a chance to really fully see the full full um, brunt of winter time. But here the winter is, you know, a lot of times that there is coldness, there's darkness. But see, that when that winter time is about over, then we see things change. You see, uh, that stormy rain uh, now is gone. And so we see flowers, even in verse 12, they're appearing on the earth. You know, all that was wintertime, everything that was dead and buried in the roots. Guess what? It starts to spring forth. You know, they're starting, a revival starting to take place. Hallelujah. And even what I love about springtime is that all of a sudden you start to hear the birds singing in a whole different way. You know, those little birds. You know, all went along, and we know that because we 10 yesterday, you know, my brother, he, he just had such a love and a nature for birds and for just for nature itself as a whole, and when we were coming back from Durham, he had mentioned about, you know, I didn't get a chance to feed my birds, and so what did I do? When we come back in, went in there, got a seed, put out there in the bird feeder, you see, but in the wintertime, a lot of times those birds are, are sort of lying hid. You know, some of them scarcely uh, make it living, but when the spring returns, oh, my goodness, all of a sudden you hear such amazing chants, and I truly believe that the birds are constantly bringing forth the praises of their creator it's amazing that uh, I've known people that have been in churches where they're not allowed, of course, you know, to, to play instruments. And some people can't even sing. They can't sing out loud. You know, they got to remain quiet, solemn. And so here it is. You got birds that sing praises. That literally should bring you and I to a shame when we are silent and giving God the praise that's due to him. See, these birds sing praises as it is God who feeds them, who clothes them. And I thought about this morning as I was sitting pondering and reading at this, you know, the song that we used to sing, and many still sing today, even I think sometimes, his eyes are on the sparrow. You know, how much more should we understand that God's eyes is also upon us? His eyes is upon man and whom he created in his likeness and even in his image. And so verse 12 even talks about the voice of the turtle, you know, it's heard in our land. See, this is a seasonal, a season bird. And we see lots of, of, of turtle dogs even around here, you know. But I went back and I looked at Jeremiah that talked about even these particular types of birds among other seasonal birds, you know, and he talked about how they observe the time of their coming and the time of their singing. And so it says, so shame us who know not the judgment of the Lord. Understand not the times, nor do that which is beautiful in this season. Do not sing and sing in time. See, if birds can sing, they know the times of the season. How much more should you and I? See, we can learn so much through nature. We can learn so much um, through the things that have been created. You know, the birds, the insects, the animals. And then when we look at verse 13, it talks about, you know, it's looking at that fig tree that puts forth her green figs. See, when we see this, we know that summer is close. The weather has changed. The season has changed. When those green figs, when they become ripe, they are now fit for use. They are fit to eat. And then it talks about the vines with the tender grapes. You know, that gives such a a good smell. We have a grapevine even here in our yard. You know, that uh, lots of times uh, uh, it gives forth such great uh, uh, grace. We have a plum tree back in the back, you know. And so the earth produces not only flowers when the time and the season is right, that's talked about in verse 12, but it also brings forth fruit. And with that fruit comes forth a smell. My, my, my. You know, fruits can be profitable. And a lot of times it's even preferred even over the flowers, which flowers are pretty much just for show. It just looks pretty. But when it comes to the fruit, the fruit can be eaten. It can be used to bring forth a harvest. And so one of the things that I was surprised at when I went to do a little search and I started looking at things, um, you know, it said that when vines, when the smell of vines are, are, are moving through, you know, snakes tend to be driven away because of the smell of the vine. I thought that was very unique. You know, and when we think about this in the spirit realm, who is the snake? The old serpent. You know, but who is the true vine? It's the Lord our God. Hallelujah. He's the true vine. Glory. Hallelujah. So when God's on the scene, when Jesus is in our life, he drives away everything that's equal, he removes everything that should not be there. He makes sure that the enemy stays out of our path and out of our way. He clears the path, and so the gospel of Jesus Christ warms us. See, when when things are cold, when things are dreary, that's why we get the word of God on the inside. You know, the word will cause you and I to even be a fruitful vine. What used to be dead and barren, what when the word gets on the inside, there's a change that takes place. See. It comes in and it causes us to have a beauty. It brings about such a glory. It causes a spring and forth and it brings us joy on the inside. See, again, springtime to me is one of the most beautiful times of the year. You know, it's a pleasant time. It's a gospel time. I just love it. I really do. I have such a passion for springtime. And so here we even read, we're talking about a ride, you know, Come away from the world. Come away from the flesh and come into fellowship with Jesus. See, Jesus came to bring deliverance even to that sin-sick soul. He came even for the delivering of the church. Why? Because there are times there are persecuting enemies that are inside of the church. And so God wants to restore liberty. He wants to bring forth peace because there has been a severe time of winter. There's been some suffering. There's been some restraint. But when that storm of trouble is over, all of a sudden we hear the voice of the turtle. That turtle dove. That sound of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ordinances are enjoyed. Hallelujah! See, we are rising. We can come away enjoying and even improving the times of happiness. You and I today. I thought about the song this morning. Walk in the light. You and I ought to sing the songs of the Lord every time Do you know every time, you know, when a person gives their life over to Jesus, uh, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And so we should be singing, you know, every time there's a new life, every time a new person, you know, comes into Jesus, a change comes in their life. Again, I thought about another song, and we we were listening to songs in the car on yesterday, you know, and and I thought about Lynette Hawkins, who talks about and sings that song called Change. A change has come over me. That's what happened when springtime comes. Changes take place. Hallelujah. It is so amazing. And so, again, God wants to bring about such massive changes in our life, and only he can do that. You know, there is nobody else that is able to bring the change that the Lord can bring. It's a blessed change. Hallelujah. God is calling us today out of darkness into a marvelous light. He said, arise today. We need to speak to our soul and say, arise, come away with thy beloved. Arise. Hallelujah. We got to shake ourselves sometimes. We've got to arise because the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen. My, my, my. And I thought about this even uh, when it talked about, you know, um, the dead that are in Christ. There's going to be a day when that trumpet is going to sound. Hallelujah. And even the dead in Christ, they're going to arise. See, that's when the real glory of the Lord is going to be revealed, when the bones that lay in the grave. You see, they're like the, the roots of plants that's in the ground during the wintertime, but see, spring is coming. Hallelujah. It's coming, and they're going to flourish just like an earth. They're going to be able to say bye-bye to the wintertime, and there's going to be a dance, and there's going to be a joyful entrance into what I call an everlasting spring. That springtime ain't going to never go away. It's going to be forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. But then as we look at verses 14 to 17, here there's an invitation that Christ is given to the church and, and to every believing soul. You know, we are to come into communion with him. And so it, it talks about his love, you know. His love is now his dove. When you think about this, you know, uh, uh, and go back a bit, even in the Psalms, uh, when we were studying the Psalms, one of the Psalms, you know, talked about what David called the church God's turtle dove, And so, you know, that's what she, we, the church, the, the believers, that's what we are called, the bride. She's a dove for beauty, for innocence. You know, a dove, when you see that dove and you see them, it's such a gracious spirit. That's the reason why I've been at many funerals, um, and especially those that are going through cremation, they have the releasing of the dog. It's the most beautiful thing. You know, a dog is seen to be harmless. They're, they're clean. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's called it's a, a loving type of bird. It's a faithful uh, bird. And so here it is. We we study, you know, different birds, and they talk about when it comes to the dog, they're even faithful to their mate. And when you go back and you look at even Jesus Christ, you know, the spirit descended like a dove even upon him. And guess what? He does the same thing upon us as his believers. You know, he causes us to have a meek and a quiet spirit. Hallelujah. Something about that dove. And then he talks about that dove that's in the the cleft of the rock and and in the secret places of the stairs. You see here, you, you see Christ is the rock. And so that dog is able to go to shelter, and here she she knows that she's safe. She's in that that place where even the birds of prey can't even get to her. I think about Moses. What was he? He was hid in the cleft of the rock, you know, why? So that he could he could see the glory of God. My my my! And when he came out of that rock, there was such a light that shone that was shining upon him. There was a brightness that was about him. And even for that that dove, for us, you know, we abide in the secret places of the most high. We're in that secret place of the stairs. We're in that place where we can be alone, undisturbed, where we can have a better communion with the lover of our soul, our very heart. And for believers in Jesus Christ, when I began to think about this, we find that, uh, in our time, even in the mornings when we come on morning matter, this is our private time. These are that time when we are withdrawing to be in a place alone where we can fellowship one with another, look and read and study the Word of God and have that small time of prayer. No better time than this. Hallelujah. And so Jesus is calling us out, you know, He's calling us out. Come. Let me see your countenance. Let me hear your voice. See, there are times when we hide away, and there are things that happen in our lives, and it causes us to mourn. And you know, sometimes it can be a, that can be a sad sound when we hear, hear a dove cry. We ain't talking about princes when we hear a dove cry, but it is a sad thing. They have such a sad sound. But God is calling, you know, His bride, His love. He wants to lift her. Out of where she is. And he wants to bring us boldly to the throne of grace. You know, he is our high priest. He wants us to tell our petition to make our request known. He wants to hear our voice. He said, let me hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. What do you need me to do for you today? Glory, hallelujah. We got to learn how to speak up. You know, we gotta know how to speak freely when it comes to our beloved. For a husband or a wife, that wife know that she can go to her husband and she should be able to tell him everything that's on her heart. He should be able to tell her everything that's on his. And so that is the way it is when it comes to the lover of our soul, Jesus. We can tell him everything that's on the inside. And then you know what, and then there's so much encouragement here. You know, he tells, you know, her the good thoughts that he has of her. He said what he said here, sweet is thy voice. I thought about all of the voices that are here, even on morning mass. How sweet it is. Oh, I sound like Jackie Gleason here. You know, from Melissa to Carla when you're praying. Hallelujah. How sweet it is, Evangelist Scott, when you're singing songs of thy how sweet it is, Brother Thomas, every time we go to v a and you tell the people, "Have a blessed day now, having that encouraging voice, how sweet is thy voice, your voices, I'm gonna tell you, is music. I truly believe in God's ears, and then he talks about your countenance, that countenance being comely, my, my my. You see, the voice is sweet. It's acceptable to God. Yeah. And I'm about on countenance. Hallelujah. That yeah. conversation, which we show ourselves before men, we're holy, we're comely, we're attractive. Ah. And you know, the anointing, it attracts. There's something about a man or a woman full of the anointing of God, full of the holiness of God. It agrees with what we profess. And so those that are sanctified, I'm going to tell you, they're the most attractive people in the world. Mm-hmm. They may not have the look of a Denzel, but I'm going to tell you, when they got the Holy Ghost on the inside, they finer the wine. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a woman that adorns herself in righteousness. Mm-hmm. A man that fixes himself up in holiness. That's mm-hmm. some fine folks. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean. And then as we look, as we close out this morning, we hear the voice. We see so many things. And this is so important here. You know, it talks about the foxes. It says, take us the foxes, the little foxes. You know, that that spoils the vine. See, those that, that creep in, those things that are as little that you could almost miss, I'm going to tell you, they do the greatest harm say when it talks about here in the scriptures here, you know, we see the lovers that are separated by the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Marriages have been destroyed because of the little foxes. You see, the little voices that come in to speak into the ears of one that brings about separation. See, this is these foxes they symbolize obstacles that stand in the way of the two lovers. The woman calls on her lover to protect her from these little foxes. That's why a shepherd, a pastor, is always watchful. And many people leave a church because they they feel like, you know, every time I turn around, the pastor, you know, he's saying this or she's saying that. But see, that shepherd watches over the sheep. That husband watches over his bride. That parent watches over their children. Why? Because they understand what a little fox can do. They see the foxes a lot of times when others don't see it. And see, when the foxes come in, you know that 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 is there. The bride is at that vineyard. That woman, that wife is as a, a picture of a vineyard. And see, when you think about it, a village will suffer and it'll fail. Why? Because it has tender grapes that gotta be preserved. When those foxes come in it'll destroy that entire vineyard. And so we are vines. We are as vines. We're weak, but guess what? We have we're useful plants. Our fruits are tender crops. We've got to come to a place of maturity. And every day, that's what's happening. We're coming to maturity. And so there's a charge today. There's a charge to take them foxes. I need you to hear me with the ear of the spirit today. That foxes have to mortify their corruption. They've got to be destroyed. Their sinful appetites and passion has to be destroyed. Those little foxes, they will destroy our comforts. They will destroy our good Moses. They are crushed even when we begin to do something good. They speak little things and say, you know, but you don't need to do that. And all of a sudden we'll stop doing what we knew to do that was good. Oh, you don't have enough money to starve that. Don't you starve that over there? All of a sudden, little doubts start to come in and cause us to not think that we can do. Oh, you know, you don't have to take all that. You don't have to put up with all that. That those little foxes will come to destroy the working of perfection. And so we got to cease them little things, them little demons. We got to move them quicker than a hairy at the, at the very sight of sin. We got to crush it. Those are the little ones, just a little sight of it, a little small life. You know, it ain't it ain't too much. It's just a little small thing, you know, that little back behind, back body, you know, being over at the restaurant, stealing that nice pen, taking you. Didn't, nobody can give you, you permission to take it, but you took it. You said, I ain't nobody going to miss it. They got plenty of See, those those little sins, they might seem little, but guess what? They can prove very dangerous. And whatever we find a hindrance to us, you know, that which is good, we got to put away. And so here we've got a a charge to fight against those things that would even corrupt our judgment, that would destroy our conscience, things that perplex our mind, even discourage, you know, our inclination to live holy, to have a virtuous life. Do you know that there are false prophets? There are persecutors out here today. They are foxes. They come with great messages. They come with great teachings. But they are foxes because they come to kill, steal, and to destroy. They they came with a different motive. They came because they're looking at their pocketbook you know, looking to feel and to make a great name for themselves, to be known across the world. Foxes. Those things that so seize of discourse, those things that will trouble even the peace of the church, that are even obstruct, I'm telling you, even the progress of the gospel, these are foxes. And they've got to be restrained from doing such mischief. A lot of times we don't hear, they don't talk so much in depth about the little foxes, but it's the little things, hallelujah, that can destroy us. And as we see in verse 16, he called her to rise, come away with him. Let him see her face. He wanted to hear her voice. Now we see the answer, you know, to that call. She's comforting herself. There's a, a mutual interest. There is a, a relationship that's between her, the bride, the church, and her beloved. Even Christ is my beloved. is mine. We, are, we belong to the Lord. He belongs to us. This is a, a privilege that we have as believers in knowing that Christ belongs
2: to us and
1: we belong to him. We are partakers. See, we have an interest in him. Our enjoyment is in him. We have a special covenant. We're in communion with him. As believers, we've given ourselves, as a wife gives herself completely and totally over to her husband, we give ourselves completely, totally over to the Lord Jesus Christ. We receive his teachings, his doctrine. We obey his law. We bear his image. We support his interest. We belong to Christ. Hallelujah. And guess what? We can find comfort in knowing that our communication with him is wonderful. The Bible says he feeds among the lilies. My, my, my. We can rejoice in us having that assurance of knowing that he is present with us at all times. We are the lilies in his eyes. He feeds among them. He takes pleasure in us. Hallelujah. The Lord delights in doing us good all the days of our life. I want to say that, you know what, this is such a, a sweet poem, you know. Even as we look in verse 17, we are the church and we've got a hope. We've got an expectation of the coming back of Jesus Christ. Our prayers every day is grounded in that. The church, the bride, the lover, we don't doubt. We know that the day is going to break and the shadows are going to clear away. See, this was even the comfort of the Old Testament church. And so I pray that we will begin to see things in a whole different way. Never before in the presence of our beloved, you know, he continues to support us. He continues to comfort us. And guess what? We wait for his return. Every day we're sitting. We're anticipating every day. And we're creating while we're waiting for his return. He says, turn, my beloved. We want the Lord to be with us always. See, when we're in trouble, we ask the Lord to come quickly. Turn to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Come quickly. Don't carry it. I need you today, Lord. Come over the mountains of every division. I need you to come in between times, come in between days. Lord, I need you now. Hallelujah. Just like a row. Just like that. We talked about the row and the young heart yesterday. It closes out with the same today. Like the little gazelle. Like the deer. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. Move quickly, Lord. Show yourself. And take me up to be with you. In closing this morning, we can see that there's a mutual uh, possession here. There is a mutual, there's a reciprocal love that, that one is sharing, that here the lovers are sharing one for another. There is something else that I saw in this that I'm going to close out. It's so important. And I need to point this out, and it's mutual respect. See? In two people in love, and, and I talk about this even when I deal with singles and, and in relationship when I deal with that particular teaching session, we talk about a giving and a taking. And that's what brings about and builds strong relationships, understanding the power of, of giving and taking. And here the Song of Solomon, a song of Songs, here Solomon is, is dealing much about what we lack today, and that's mutual respect. See, there's the natural side that reflects and manifests itself in the spirit. Here, the, the, as a woman, you know, extends or she can withhold herself from the man. We see that many times in marriage. But here, the man and the woman, they deeply respect one another. And when you love one another, there is no withholding. You have no problem with giving as well as you have no problem with receiving. And so these two chapters that we have been able to cover, it has described to us an ongoing conversation between two lovers. There's the celebrating that we see in the physical, you know, in their relationship, and it views the relationship in a spiritual way. There's a continual intimate conversation that's occurring here, and it comes even before any kind of physical contact or any kind of sexual satisfaction in the natural. It's the same way in the spirit. See, in order to have that intimate relationship with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we've got to understand the power of communion, of communication. How can you expect to develop uh, any type of deeper relationship if you don't even talk to one another? And this is the way it is for us each morning as we come together on morning manner. It's our time that we're hearing the Lord and we're able to talk with him and he speak back with us through his word, through the power of prayer. And we receive him. We can speak to him and then we can sit and he can speak to us. It's a two-way street. And it brings about such a moment of connect when we get to that point point in having that relationship with our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, and so I'm going to ask real quickly, uh, anyone, um, if now that we have seen the entire second chapter, and looking from yesterday and today, if there's anyone that would say, you know what, this is something that may be a little bit different that you may not have even thought about, what is it that, that you found and that you grew from this particular chapter, even in the first chapter, but coming out, what has it that you have grasped um, from this particular chapter and dealing with a love relationship and how it relates to our relationship in the spirit with Jesus Christ? Is there anyone that have any comments?
2: Don't everybody speak at the same time? Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, brother Thomas. Um the way I look at it, I I've learned that you know that uh some people uh gather their relationship from a purely either physical or platonic uh view. But when you read this, you learn that you can you you can go beyond that. Which is a mixture of the two, without being either or either. And with me, I I, I really like it because you know, with me being a single man, uh, I have a, a a lady friend, and we do not seem to have to struggle with our relationship as far as keeping it on a on a righteous our uh, point of view because we put God first. And I noticed when you put him first, everything else will come in order. And it is no complication that arose, that that arises from it. And I really can understand this a whole lot better after going through this uh this chapter of Solomon.
1: Amen. Amen. You know what that that is such a strong point uh because it matches exactly that When you've got God in your relationship, he's first and foremost. And you remember we talked about, you know, that there's a time for everything. And uh, there's a proper time and then there's an improper time for things. And so when it comes to relationships, when we can learn how to have, first of all, our relationship in Jesus Christ, then we learn how to have a real and right relationship with a person, another human being. Uh, he truly is the lover of our soul. And when you've got that uh, true, and people don't believe it, uh, and many people still they, they just cannot comprehend. But, you know, even in the natural, a man and a and a female can still have such a great time together but never yet ever have anything in an intimate level. Why? Because they enjoy the conversation with one another, which is intimacy. You know, conversation itself is intimacy. And so when we learn, and that's another class all but just having conversation, enjoying being in one another's presence, that's true relationships, you know. Being able to sit all day can be. I remember a movie I watched, watched with Wesley Snipes, and there was a lady that was present, and his wife was back home dying, and he had met a lady that he could have very easily had an affair with, but because he indeed loved his wife, who was dying terminally of cancer, and here was a woman that he was able, they even slept in the same bed together, never touched one another, he never saw her in that way, and she didn't see him in that way as well. But because of their conversation, which was a wholesome conversation, he was talking about his beloved that was at home. And so when our relationship is right with Jesus, when our mind is is right on the things that are wholesome and on the things that are whole, we'll know how to have right relationships even with that of the opposite sex. Uh, the lover of our soul is Jesus. And when we have him in right place, then everything else, is, as you said, Brother Thomas, it just falls in place. Because communication, the communion that we have, even in the natural, has to always be the first. That's why many marriages fail today, because they have things twisted. They take on the physical intimacy before they take on anything else. And see, the physical side will die, and you know it has a way of diminishing. It has a way of dwindling down over time, and with age, through sickness, through disease, and through different other things of life. But when you have true and right relationship, where well, you just enjoy being with one another, being having that real companionship, the other side don't even matter because your intimacy comes from the fact of just being there with one another. Your communication—you can talk to one another all day long. Hallelujah, and just enjoy that. You find things, you're not struggling with what to talk about. And even if there's nothing to say, you just enjoy being in one another's presence, just sitting outside at the beach, just sitting on the park, sitting out on the step, (laughs) out up on the stump. And that's the way it should be with us, with Jesus, that we just enjoy being in his presence. We enjoy being in his midst, knowing that he is ours and we are his. Such a beautiful thing that we can see. In this. Before we go in, in, in prayer, is there anyone else that had an observation or something that you gleaned from this
2: before we move forward? Amen.
1: Amen. Well, we thank and praise the Lord. I truly believe that, you know, we've all grasped mm-hmm. something, you know, from this um, at this particular time. There's so much in, in this particular uh, book as a whole, and even in this chapter. Um, and it has uh, so much to do with relationships. And we pray that at some point in 2017 we're going to go back um, in relationships and talk about relationships both on the single side as well as on the marriage side um, and look at even how this, if we would just grasp hold of these words, we would have such stronger relationships even with brothers and sisters, both natural and spirit parents with their children, families, friends, colleagues, coworkers, you know, members of the of the body of Christ, our relationships will be so much stronger, be so much more intact when we put things in its proper place, when everything is flowing as it should under the umbrella of Jesus first. Hallelujah. God first. That's the way it has to be. When he's first, everything else works out. All right. Hallelujah. This morning, we're going to get ready to go in prayer. Amen. And so we're going to ask if there is anyone that have any special prayer requests. We're not going to be long here on this morning, but we're just going to pray um, to cover us all on the But if you have a special <clears throat> number, go ahead and give you that now at
0: this time.
2: Anyone I have prayer,
0: re- I yes, have prayer requests for all the uh, servicemen, both here and abroad, their families and their uh, caretakers, along with the senior citizens. And also, those that are uh, in prison or incarcerated. And also, for our world leaders, that uh, they may be found, that they may find Jesus still in all of the turmoil in this world because some are being pushed by uh, what they say, um, your um, peer pressure, because they're in groups. And they figure if one does it or a group of them do something, that the rest of them should do it also. But it's not about that. Let to that own self be true.
2: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Brother Thomas. Is there anyone else? Good morning. I have a request. Yeah. My prayer request is for the heart of God's children. And for all relationships on today. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Minister Carla. Amen. We will pray. Anyone else? Yes, Amen. I'm just morning. I'm just gonna um uh, my 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 um my prayer list that I have all the time. And I just wanted to lift up my sister in the Lord, uh, Doris Winston. She lost her husband. And she's still grieving. And I just want um, that we keep her and her family in prayer at this present time. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: We certainly will be
2: praying evangelist, God. Amen. We'll be lifting her up. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. If all
1: hearts and minds are clear, we're going to go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just come to you this morning, oh, God, thanking you for all that you've allowed us to hear on today and all that you've allowed us to partake on in this morning. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to wake up this morning with the activities of our limbs and to just see a day that's full of new grace and new mercies. We thank you this morning, oh, God, just for giving us life, health, and strength on today. We thank you for being in our right minds. And so, Father, today we thank you for every person that is here on this morning, for every brother and sister in Christ. We thank you today for men, women, for families and children. That We thank you right now, oh, God, even for ministry leaders that are represented here, for those that thought it not robbery to chime in today to be in the studio, oh God. And so we thank you, oh God, today for that. We thank you for your loving kindness that you show us, oh God, that you didn't allow us to wake up in the middle of the night and to have a phone call to tell us that someone had passed away in the night. We thank you that our family circle this morning is unbroken. We give you praise, glory, and honor for that on today. And so, Father, right now we ask that you'll forgive us of every sin that we've committed, oh God. We ask that you would forgive us of every wrong thought that we have had, and, Father, that you would help us to walk in holiness and in righteousness. Help us, oh God, to abide in you, and you abide in us on today. And, Father, as you have forgiven us and loved us, O oh God, we ask that you would help us to love others. Help us to not be talking of love, but to actually walking in love, walking it out, walking in the love of Jesus Christ, walking in the forgiveness, oh God, that he forgave us so much that he died on the Cross for us, that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. And so, Father, because of that, help us to have the love of Jesus that we too can walk in forgiveness of others. Now, this morning, O oh God, we thank you for the requests that have been made known. We thank you for the hearts of your people on this day. We thank you, O oh God, for those that have shared with us on this morning's Morning matter broadcast. And we praise you and glorify you, O oh God, for them being diligent, O oh God, being faithful, coming to the throne room of grace. And we thank you, O oh God, for allowing us this opportunity and loving on us, O oh God, tearing away the veil so that we can and make our requests known, to bow at your feet, oh God, on today. And so this morning, Father, we thank you right now. Father, we ask that you would touch the hearts of your people, that you would bless every prayer request that have been made known, even the silent requests that have not been made. Oh God, you know the hearts of your people. You know what they stand in need of. And so God, I ask that you would supply needs today according to your riches and glory on this morning. Father, we thank you right now for Brother Thomas. We thank you for meeting his needs today. We thank you for him standing in the gap on behalf of every service man, every service woman. We thank you for those, oh God, that are in uniform. We thank you today, oh God, even for those that are serving right here in the continental USA, as well as those that are serving in foreign grounds, in foreign lands on today. We ask that you would strengthen them, cover them on today. Cover them with your blood. Let your administering angels be camped round about them. Bless their families, oh God to strengthen them even during this Christmas holiday season while their loved ones is away serving. And so Father, we ask that you would provide for them on this day. Even those right now, oh God, that is preparing to bury a loved one that have lied that have died uh, in service, O oh God, that have died protecting our country, oh God, we ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you would bless that family today, cover them on today, bless that spot that is empty in their hearts on this morning, and fill it with your presence on today. Father, we stand in the gap for all caregivers, those that are constantly out to take care of the needs of others. Bless every senior on this morning today, God. We thank you right now for the elderly right now with the mighty name of Jesus, Bless, oh, God, our elderly parents. Bless, oh, God, our mothers today that are in senior citizens' homes, oh, God, that are those that may be in hospitals, those that are residing in the home today. Oh, God, bless their minds, those that are suffering with various mental diseases, dementia and Alzheimer's. Bless, oh, God, their minds. Regulate their minds on today. Father, we ask that you would bless, oh, God, even the orphans on today. Bless those that are incarcerated behind prison walls on today. Oh, God, move through the prisons today in the mighty name of Jesus and bring out a peace that surpasses all understanding. Even that one that may not behind be behind the physical prison walls, but they are mentally bound. They are mentally in prison. They are mentally shackled today. God set those captives free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we stand in the gap for world leaders all across this land. We ask that you would t- Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up right now. Oh God, even president elect Trump. We ask that you would touch him right now. God, that you will touch his mind. Oh God, that you will cause a change in his heart right now, that you will change even the people that he is putting in office right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask that you will continue to bless. Oh God, even president Barack Obama and his family right now in the mighty name of Jesus and leaders all over that have the lives of people in their hand that are making decisions, help them to make right decisions decisions on today. Those, oh God, that are pressured by others, that are called their minds being manipulated. Right now, oh God, let us, oh God, not be moved by what other people say or what they do, but help us to be moved by what you are telling us through your word and by your spirit. And so, Father, we even lift up young people, oh God, that are constantly being governed by peer pressure. Right now, oh God, bless your people. Bless your young people. Bless the children, oh God. Many have caused their lives to be taken. Shortly, they have taking their own lives because of peer pressure, but right now we're buying the very spirit of evil pressures today, of minds being wrongfully manipulated today, and Father, we thank you right now, oh God, that you're making every crooked way straight. Father, we thank you for Minister Carly and the entire Kemp family. Father, we ask that you would bless her, oh God, as she stands in the gap. Bless your people, oh God, the body of Christ as a whole. Bless the hearts of every man, every woman, every young person, every every father, every mother. Oh God, bless the hearts, oh God, of the body of Christ today, spiritual parents today. God, we ask that you would touch right now, oh God, that we will have your heart, we will have your mind, and that right relationships will be developed. We thank you right now for holy alliances. We thank you right now for godly relationships. We thank you right now for pastors that you're setting in place that is after your own heart. We thank you for shepherds that will love on the sheep and protect them with their very life. We thank you right now, oh God, for leaders of the five-fold ministry that will not be about a title, will not be about pop, will not be about people lifting them up, but that they will bow themselves before you, that they will walk in a way that is holy, and righteous. That is circumspect of the profession in which they have been called into. And so, Father, we thank you right now, oh God, for every relationship that is being developed even now. That will be a relationship in which you have called for in this time and in this season. Father, we thank you for marriages all across the land, for holy marriages, for marriages that you are bringing back together, marriages that have been separated, that have been distant, that you are causing a reuniting, that you are causing reconciliation to take place on the day. We thank Thank you for singles that are waiting, oh God, on you. They are waiting on you to bring the one that you have ordained just for them, and that you're causing their eyes to be opened, that they will know when you have sent the right one. Father, we thank you for Evangelist Scott this morning and for the entire Scott family. We thank you for her daughter. We thank you for her spouse. We thank you right now, oh God, for her spiritual parents, oh God, today. We thank you for her spiritual pastor, her leaders today, oh God, for First Lady, oh God. We thank you for the Gertmans, the Kings. We thank you right now, Father Gaius. We thank you right now, oh God, for all of those that she calls out every single day, oh God, as she stands in the midst. We thank you for those spiritual leaders that you have sent in her life, oh God, that are constantly downloading things in her spirit that will cause her to be all that you have called her to be in this time. And Father, we thank you right now, oh God. Father, we ask you right now that you would go, that you would comfort Norris right now that have lost her husband. Oh God, we ask that you would leave that husband, that that you will be that company keeper, that you will be that companion, that you will be that lover to her that she needs, oh, God, like never before. Let her know, oh, God, that you are right there, never to leave her alone right now. And, Father, we ask that you allow people to rally around her, those people that will excite her, that will encourage her, that will uplift her, those, oh, God, that will be there, oh, God, as an anchor to her to help to push and catapult her into the next of our life. And so, Father, we thank you today. We give you glory. We do give you honor on today for every need being met today. We thank you for the banks, for the bakers. We thank you right now for the whites and the black ones. We thank you right now, oh, God, for the Grahams and the Wilkinsons. Father, we ask that you would strengthen even the Wilkinson family as they are about to take a trip, oh, God, leaving, going into Texas. All of those that are traveling to be with their families right now, oh, God, during the holiday season. Give safe traveling mercies today, whether land, air, or sea, those that are preparing to go to work, kids that are still going to school. Father, we ask right now that you are strengthened. Even across this land, as many that are suffering from the calamities of the storms, the floods, the hurricanes, the fires, the mudslides. Oh, God, there is so much that's going on throughout the land. And so, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would bring comfort that during this time, there are many that are joyous, exchanging gifts. There is somebody that's sleeping under the bridge, somebody that's wondering where they're going to get something to Somebody that is scrambling through the garbage cans, somebody that is scraping the dirt trying to find a little bit of something to eat. Oh God, we ask that you would bless us as your people, that we will become strengthened to the needs of others, that we will be a people, oh God, that is not careless, but oh God, that we will be a people that will become good stewards of that that you have given unto us, knowing that there are so many that are without. And so this morning, oh God, we ask that you would strengthen us, that we will be all that you called us to be, that we will do all that you have told us to do, that we will be a lighthouse, and we will be a beacon of hope, and we will show forth the love of Jesus in the land, that we will show forth the love of Jesus in the kingdom. Oh, God, we thank you today. Oh, God, as we call ourselves, oh, God, bless every church house today, the kingdom of God, fellowship, church, salvation, and deliverance, every church house represented all across the globe. Bless every church house, oh, God, that it will be a house of prayer. It will be a house of prayer. They will be houses of worship. And so today, oh God, let people be able to run to the house. Let them be able to run and find you. Let them seek you while you may be found. And we thank you today. Now, Father, if there's anything that we have failed this morning to pray for, we ask that you would fail not to grant it. There are so many needs. There are so many things that we can be praying. Help us to pray all day. Help us to pray without ceasing. season. Everything that we do throughout this day and every day, let it be a prayer for heart With a prayer for spirit And so Father we thank you right now We come against right now at this very moment Every spirit of sabotage We come against every retaliating spirit We come against anything That will try to stop and block What has been said and done And what has been spoken on this morning We come against every demonic spirit right now That will try to cause doubt To come into our minds and in our hearts That will try to cause us to faint And so the day we arrive Today, oh God. We arise today with a newness of life. We arise today with songs of Zion on the inside that shall bubble up on the inside as living water. We arise today with a new dance and a new pep to our step. We arise today with our hands lifted up, giving you a wave of and saying thank you today. And so, Father, we praise you, we glorify you, and we magnify you on this day. We seal this prayer in the name that is above every name, for it's Jesus' name we do pray, and we say amen, amen, and amen,
2: hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank amen. You. amen, amen, heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning, Father, we just give you praise and honor for your precious services. Servant this morning. As she has poured out on our behalf, Father, on this morning, we ask that you refill her, Father God, on this morning. We ask that you strengthen her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Father God. Father, we ask that you give her her heart's desires and meet her every need on this morning, Father God. We pray has your protection around her and her family on today. Father, when she goes out, she's blessed. When she comes in, she's blessed, Father God. Whatever she put her hands to today, it shall be blessed. And Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Hello?
1: Hallelujah. Oh, amen. I
2: didn't hear nothing. Amen. Um, If you have any praise reports, now is the time to come forth with a praise report. We want to give each and every person the time to Tell of the goodness of the Lord on this morning. So, if you have a praise report, Amen. You can come forth now.
0: Hallelujah. My praise report amen. Is that I'm here this morning. Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Another day on top of the ground. Amen. Amen. I just give God the
2: glory for being here one more time. I thank God for fellowship on this morning. I thank God for each and every one of us that have come together on this line in fellowship and fellowship in the presence of God on this morning. We just thank God for his presence on this morning. I thank him for just redeeming me one more day. Amen. That's my praise for on this morning. Amen. So there are no more praise reports. Our announcements are as follows. Meet us here each and every morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. Meet us here for our morning man and broadcast. And if this broadcast has been a blessing to you, spread the word. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell a sister, tell a brother. Amen. Like Allow us to be a blessing to someone else. Amen. Carry and sharing. It is the holiday season. Amen. 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 Those are our announcements for this morning. We would like to thank each and every one of you this morning for being here with us. We would like to thank Brother Thomas this morning for reading our scriptures on this one. We want to thank Apostle Rose for everything that she does. Each and every morning, we are thankful for her. We are thankful for each and every one of you on this morning. So, and we also thank her for taking us to the throne room of grace. Amen. A powerful, powerful time on this morning. So this brings us to the end of our morning, man, a broadcast. If all hearts and minds are clear, I am going to now call back Brother Simon to close us out with our benediction scripture coming from Jude 24 and 25.
0: Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen.
2: Amen. amen. On behalf of us here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, our family, we wish to thank Thank each and every one of you, and uh, we wish you all have a wonderful and a blessed day. And remember that today is Loving Tuesday. Oh, see see how good God is on today, on this Loving Tuesday. Share the love. Share the love. Amen. 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 I want to
0: sing
1: us out this morning. I hear a song on the inside. It says, walk in the light, beautiful light, come where the dewdrops of mercy shines bright, shine all around us by day and by night, Jesus, the light of the world. Well, walk in the light, beautiful light, come where the dewdrops of mercy shines bright, Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus, the light of
0: the world.
1: Amen. God bless you all. I love you.
0: Amen. Amen. Be blessed, everyone. Amen. Amen.
1: Be blessed. Love yes. you
2: all. Amen. Love you, too, and it's Loving Tuesday. Bless you. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: Love you, too, Evangelist. God Have bless you. Have a
2: wonderful day. Thank you. We do the same. Wonderful. God bless you bless. all. Love you all. Love you, too. <laughs> Amen. Bless God bless you, too, you Pastor
0: Baker, down in the Caribbean. <laughs> amen, amen.
1: They sent a little message. They enjoying themselves. Amen. amen you all amen, keep them in amen. their in your prayers. Amen.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> amen. God
1: bless you, Minister Carly Enjoy today.
2: bless you. I Walk <laughs> all right.
1: on the beach
2: for me. Walk it out on that beach. Walk it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> amen. Amen.